In 2019, a crack commando duo was sent to prison by the FCC for a crime they did not commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security prison to the podcast underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as fugitives. If you have a problem, if no other podcast can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the devil and the gent. These little town blues are melting away. These streets will make you feel brand new. Big lights will inspire you. So I'm taking a Greyhound on the Hudson River line because I'm in a New York state of mind. Happy Tuesday, Big Apple and all the rest of podcast land out there now covering 32 states and seven different countries around this Well, there's little rock we got spinning around and around orbiting that sun. I'm the Jersey Devil, and as is always the case, I'm joined by my tether that keeps me grounded, the AD to my HD, the Sodom to my Gomorrah, the Georgia Gentleman. Devil, it's good to be here. That was some intro. You blended together, what, Billy Joel? I caught Alicia Keys, and then... Uh, Dean Martin? Maybe? Oh, stop! <laughs> Sinatra! Uh, okay, okay. That's an easy one. That was the easiest one, probably. Jen, it's New York. You're not even half of you know, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> well, speaking of New York, it seems to be a theme that we're going with for this episode. Is that right? Oh, yeah. We're going big time in the big city. Certainly are. Statue of Liberty, pass that torch on over to us. Okay? The devil and the gent here in New York. Kind of pre-gaming it before the Yankee twin game tonight. 8-20 game three. Yankees looking to sweep. Like last year we were hanging with the Steelers. This Monday we're tailgating it with the Yanks and all of New York. Yeah, and it falls in line with our Thursday night pick too. The Giants are playing the Patriots. Ah, that's right. The direct tie-in to the Thursday night game coming up here very shortly. We're going to break down those football New York Giants taking a trip up the coast. Playing at the uh, evil craft dome, if you will, with the hoodie stalking the sidelines. Yeah, Giants at Patriots this Thursday night game. We're going to break it down for you. We're going to look to continue our streak that we're on. See if we can keep piling up those W's. Well, before we get into the Thursday night picks, you want to give the listeners our schedule of events, what we got going on today? Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Thursday night game, break that down. First, we're going to talk about some MLB. We'll yes. talk about some baseball playoffs. One bet that we gave gave all of podcast land last Tuesday night. Uh, hint, here comes a winner. So we'll do that, and we're going to cover what we see happening down the stretch and maybe give some people some of the insight, knowledge, know-how, wherewithal, and means to go ahead and well, make, maybe make an investment on who's going to win the World Series. We'll walk off with that. Yep, and then we're going to get into that Thursday night game, Patriots versus Giants, that we alluded to earlier. Yep. And then we're going to stick with the NFL theme and give you some Sunday Sunday evening picks. There we go. That sounds like a full show. All right. So first up, let's talk a little MLB playoffs. MLB playoffs. Yeah, you did good with that uh, Nationals pick. Right. So last week, one week ago this time, we gave you the Nationals to win the wild card. I thought it was going to be because Max was going to come out and just dominate, which he didn't. We had to go to the bullpen, got it, got it done by committee, and 
whatever. They've managed to get that win. And they've managed to, I said, look out if Washington does win the, the wild card, that uh, they, they could pose a problem or two for the Dodgers just because of the big guns they got. Especially coming, now they're using all starters. They don't have a pen. Well, they're using their starters from the pen. Max Scherzer coming out of the pen yesterday. Yeah, that's pretty fun when you get into those single-game playoffs. Or single, I guess, sing, yeah, single-game playoff games, I guess you could call it. Because um, Strasburg, he came out of the pen too, right? Oh, yeah. That's a, Strasburg and Max Scherzer. Okay, I got you. You get yeah. two arms like that. Yeah, you're right. No, they've been both. You're right. They're both coming out of the pen whenever needed. They're just taking it as game necessary, which is neat. The baseball is going out of the box and doing things like that. So, yeah, but you got those two arms. They've been able to hang around. They lost last night, so they're down two games to one. And even on Tuesday, when everybody's listening to this, they'll still be down two games to one. They'll play today. Yeah. So, we'll see. And I think that's going to play a key going forward, Gent. If the Nationals, I mean, even if they don't win the series, if they could tie it 2-2 and just force that extra game, stress out those Dodger arms a little bit. Maybe make that bozo orange-haired clown pitcher the Dodgers <laughs> got. Maybe turn his hair a little bit silver or white. I don't know. My guy looks like a jabroni. Oh, Howdy you're, duty. Oh, you're out. talking about... Uh, He's got good stuff. Yeah. He's I'm got blanking. bad hair, though. Yeah. Bad hair. Cut it down. <laughs> don't look at your crimson mess. Well, sticking with the NL, I know that we kind of like the Braves, too, and they're playing well so far. They're up 2-1 to one in their series before so, the game tonight, today. So we both like the game... That we talked about, we both like the Dodgers to get to the World Series and win the National League pennant. Correct. But last week we talked about teams that could pose problems, and I said, "Well, could be Washington a short series." And you went to Atlanta, and you know if you could only uh, if you could only get your boy Eddie Acuna to run everything out. <laughs> no, Atlanta's looking good. Yeah. And then here they are again, the thing that never dies, the Atlanta Braves. I know, right? And they're playing another team that never dies, and the. In the St. Louis Cardinals, I feel like they make the playoffs every single year. Um, but yeah, the Braves played well. They lost that first game seven to six. Bullpen kind of fell apart. Uh, Melanson in particular, but he bounced back. He had two saves in their last game. Uh, they won three zero and three one. So I mean, the pitching staff for the Braves is getting it done so far. It's the starters, right? And, yeah, starters and relievers now with uh, Melanson. Hopefully, he can continue to. Because I think that's kind of a weakness in the whole National League, it seems. If, you, if you're going to get oh, some, yeah. even a Dodgers, bullpen. Yeah, bullpen, that's good. Yeah. Right? yeah, oh yeah. And that's been the Braves' complaint all year has been their bullpen. So, they're, I mean, they're showing strong signs of life by having a good bullpen so far in the postseason. So keep an eye on, folks, who are future wagering. We're going to see how things settle down before we change any of our picks. We still have the uh, Astros playing against the Dodgers in the World Series. But keep an eye on things because if either of those thin bullpens get stretched – through long series games, that might make it more vulnerable. And then all of a sudden, you know, bring in, hey, where are we? Where are we? We're in the city that never <laughs> sleeps, right? It might put the Yankees into the mix, too. Yeah, the yeah. The Yankees, their bullpen is obviously awesome. Yeah. Uh, Vino throwing away is. Chapman looks good. Chad Green out there is a specialist. Oh, by the way, Zach Britton, who's got just filthy – I mean, they – the Yankees have the best bullpen. So, if they can find a way – and they're certainly looking good in the, since the twin series. We knew the twins didn't have much pitching. Yeah. But the Yankees are really blowing it up. And I don't care if it's Little League is throwing. The way they're swinging the bats right now certainly gives them, them hope. DJ LeMahieu up there at the top of the lineup getting it done. Uh, Stanton, even Giancarlo getting in. And, well, he's quite frankly only walking and hitting blooping grounders. Oh, he did it a sack fly. Okay. But he's trying, big dog. He's trying. Keep it up. So, yeah, maybe the Yankees come in there. We will have to see. Who do they have? They have So, 
Severino's on the mound tonight for him. Yeah, which is everybody's eyes are going to be on that. Yeah, I'm telling you, go go to my go 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 to the studio closet there, gent. Go get a broom. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna FedEx overnight super night that thing. We only got a couple hours. You got to drive it there. Okay, carry your ass to Minneapolis. Go bring them that broom. You're gonna need it. Yankees are sweeping them tonight. I'm going on record. If I'm wrong when you're hearing this on Tuesday. Gent, you have some kind of editing you can fix that, right? <laughs> no. If I'm wrong, they take it in game four. But, yes, yeah, certainly Saravino, just to see what he's got. Looked really good last couple weeks of the regular season. Still coming back from that injury. So if, he's, if he puts a good outing together tonight, he doesn't even need to do five innings. If he can do four innings and just look real good in those four innings, yeah. I'm not going to play numbers like he doesn't give up a run, anything like that. You know, he does his job. But let's see how he looks tonight for him. But if he looks good tonight, the way that Paxton pitched the end of the season, the way that Tanaka, I forgot about Tanaka. Every time I write this guy off, he does something like the game he pitched on Saturday. Every time I write him off, Tanaka, like, you know, Godzilla coming out of the water, he comes right back at you. And as a Yankee fan, that's good news. Hold that elbow together, whatever it takes. Origami elbow, whatever he has together, holding that thing together. Hey, he looked good on Saturday. So you throw Tanaka and Saravino. Now they got a rotation they can hope for. Yeah. Well, as we as we're doing this podcast, the Rays are beating the Astros right now in the bottom of the eighth inning, ten to three. That's kind of surprising, isn't it? Well, there we go. Yeah. So now the Chaos Astros begins. get stretched a little bit more. You got that big three in the pitching staff. Okay, that you got Verlander, you got Cole, and you got Granky. They're going to be stretched a little bit more. There's not going to be rest if, well, I can say, look, at 10-3, Tampa Bay would. But as a Yankee fan, <laughs> careful what you ask for. You know, I can see the Rays somehow knocking off the Astros, and every Yankee fan, myself included, already saying, hey, we're going to book those World Series tickets. You know, get me get me right in there so I can throw out a first pitch, something, and then yeah. lose to the Rays or something. Hey, you know I mean, the Rays, the Rays won 95-96 games this year. So and and as, in a good division too, right? Correct. They just they beat the hell out of Boston. They switched places <laughs> with Boston. That's what they did. Yeah, essentially, yeah, they they, they really held did. Held with the Yankees and then just really beat up Boston all year. The Rays are, are a dangerous team. You know, forgot about them. Haven't even mentioned them. I'm so sold on Houston. We'll see going forward. But yeah, yeah. they beat up Granky today. Gave up three home runs in three and two thirds innings. So well, that's good news too. Get into that bullpen early. Stretch that thing out. It might change things. Yeah. Rocco, we might be headed up there, buddy. <laughs> we might be World Series bound. Let you fix my car or something. Well, just to recap, I think that this doesn't change any any of our mindsets heading into what we thought was going to be the World Series game, right? We still feel gr- good about the Dodgers-Astros. Yes. Or Dodgers-Yankees. Yes. So. Yes. Got to go. Got to go. Still favorites. But just keep an eye out for wagering purposes going forward once you get into the actual American League and National League pennant. If the Astros and or the Dodgers are stretched to the full five games, you're going to get really good numbers. The Yankees are still going to be an underdog. And whoever whoever is playing the Dodgers in the next round, you're going to be the noticed underdog big time. So it might be a good opportunity there. Well, you know what another good opportunity we have is? What's that, Jen? This Thursday night game. 
Patriots versus the Giants. And hearing a lot of talk about a certain team going undefeated, the media is starting to talk about that. How many games are we in this year? Whoa, never mind pump breaks. I want you to screech and slam on those things and leave 40 (laughs) feet of rubber behind you, okay? We're not going there. Leave that to the jabronis at ESPN and Stephen A. You know what the A stands for, Smith. They'll tell you all about who's going to go in. I don't know. Let's worry about the first half of the season. Who knows what can happen? On the off week, bye week, Giselle and Tom are <laughs> ziplining while carrying all four kids in a pet at the same time, and he tears his elbow. I don't know. <laughs> we got a long way to go, though. I'm not talking about any team going undefeated at this point. It's been crazy things going up and down. They started that this weekend. You know what it was before yesterday? Well, who's got a better chance of being the undefeated team? Kansas City Chiefs or the New England Patriots? Yeah, how'd that work out, Colts and Chiefs game? All yeah, right, that's what point. I'm saying. Colts look great and, and didn't look Chiefs look great and the Colts come in and smack them. So, no, I'm not going to talk about anybody going undefeated yet. We will talk to you about the specific of this week six game, Thursday night, first one on the docket, Your Honor, <laughs> where we're going to be going up to that rusty razor that is Gillette Stadium in New England. Yeah, and there's a pretty big line on that game. Patriots right now are sitting at 17 point favorites. Patriots are, yeah, opened at 16 and a half. Okay. I was hoping we'd sneak it in there, but that is a 17-point line on that game, and who knows where it goes. But I think I know where it's going. And unfortunately, for the New York football giants, I think it's going terribly wrong on their trip up to New England. And we have the Patriots, minus 17, over the Giants. And now we'll fill in the blanks, gent. But we feel really good about, quite frankly, anybody the Patriots are playing right now. Yeah, especially when Belichick's playing against a rookie quarterback. He's 11-0 and against rookie quarterbacks. Oh, and what position does Belichick play, Jen? Coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeez, millennials. Belichick doesn't play. Sends over the sidelines with his little nasty hoodie. Let me rephrase. Belichick's teams are 11-0 and when they play rookie quarterbacks. Well, thank you, Jen. And there are a lot of people out there in the listening audience that would count on me for that type of professionalism within the broadcast slash podcast industry. I'm sure all eight of them out there. Okay. Hey, that's what you're here for, amongst other things. But uh, going along with what you said, I mean, the Giants did not look that great against Minnesota. Not like we. I think that was kind of going to be an opportunity for them to showcase what type, what type of team they're going to be this year, and they lost by 18. So. Well, I think it's early on in the Daniel Jones era. Yeah, I really, really want to look. I wanted a reason to play the Giants this Thursday. Couldn't do it. But I think going going forward, they're going to be a good team to keep in mind when wagering. Because when Mr. Daniel Jones, who's really looking good and on point and does not look bigger than the moment out there, looks very comfortable in his rookie campaign, when he gets Saquon Barkley back, that's going to change things a lot. And Minnesota has a really good defense, Jen. Well, we would consider a top five, maybe top ten defense. Mm-hmm. And right now, Giants going to struggle without those superstars against a defense like that. I think a couple weeks again, looking future, get Saquon back. When the Giants are playing against teams that don't have a real good defense, I think the Giants are going to win some football games. Yeah, not only do they have Daniel Jones, who we think is going to be a pretty good rookie quarterback, they have a, a great tight end in Evan Ingram, you know, kind of been the, the favorite target for Daniel Jones thus far, and a pretty good wide receiver in Shepard to accompany him. Right, Golden Tate coming back too. Yeah, good point. Yeah, forgot all about him. Yeah, so good skill position for the Giants. But again, we ain't picking the Giants, <laughs> gent. We're leaning 
and we're not leaning. We are way over. I'm talking like a 820-pound guy in a little Volkswagen, okay, really pulling <laughs> that car. He's weighing down on the Patriots. Patriots are just their defense. You talked about Minnesota's defense making the Giants' offense not look good in New York, and now we're talking about three days later, that Patriot defense, which we believe to be every bit as good as Minnesota's and probably a little bit better, and they're playing it at New England, thrown in to your point. I gave you a hard time about the Belichick comment, but, yeah, from a coaching standpoint, that guy's schemes, defenses, to bait these young deer-in-the-headlight quarterbacks without experience into, go ahead, cross in front of that big truck coming down I-95. <laughs> Gets ugly. Yeah, hey, Belichick's, I mean, his teams are good enough to – get Jay Gruden fired, so did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah, thank God for Washington. Yeah, I was going to say, if they could just get rid of Schneider, then they might be a, a decent franchise. Yeah, if Schneider fires himself, they'll throw a party. <laughs> you better believe it. But jumping back to the Patriots, anything else you want to add? Tom Brady, Tom Brady, and, oh, Tom Brady. Next. Well, next up, Devil, the tides are finally turning in our favor. You talking to me? Yeah. You talking to me? Yeah. You're damn right they are. <laughs> yeah, big time. A big day yesterday is Sunday, week five. Jet and I managed to go three and two. So <laughs> Exciting stuff over here. Go buy Mrs. Jen a Happy Meal on the way home with the winnings there. But three and two. Let's just recap that quickly. Week five, what we had. Let's start with the losers. New York Giants. Team already picking against this Thursday, which is not a vendetta pick. We just thought they were exposed against a really good Minnesota defense that came in with a good scheme. And without Saquon Barkley there, Dana Jones was kind of left just on his own in a lot of a lot of situations. They could not run the ball effectively enough and take pressure off of him. That said, I think they competed for about a quarter and then, yeah, got blown out. And We tried to take the home Giants plus four and a half. I thought it was a solid pick. Turned out to be a loser. Second loser we have, the Bears playing in the London, and I am done, gent, going across the pond. We have to do it. No no more bullshit across the pond. I'm not going over to London. You're, oh, we're charmed. we got to pick if it goes on. No more. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. The Bears go over <laughs> there and lose by 100 to the Raiders. The Raiders give up the point lead, and then they still can't even close. Ay, ay, ay. Very disappointed in the Bears. I know they don't have Trubisky back yet, but... I mean, the Raiders just got out to such a big lead on them anyway. That was our second loser. Past the bangers and mash. We're done with London, and we're done with the losers for week five. The three winners that we had. The people that we like. Yay. We like <laughs> the Patriots. Well, they cost Gruden his job. Yeah, got right? him fired. Absolutely. Just walked into town and did whatever they wanted, and I watched part of that game. Washington looked like the oh, JV Why'd you team. do that to yourself? I, I don't know. It was a bad idea. You know, it certainly made me want to poke my eyes out like that Oedipal guy. Oedipus, whatever. <laughs> I was like, Oedipal. Oedip- anyway, we digress. Back to the winners. We are Packer backers for a reason. Every time the devil and the gent need a play, it seems, we turn to the green and the gold. And usually it comes out like one of those big gold nuggets. I feel like we're shifting in there because the Packers' defense continues to impress, continue to stay healthy, and Aaron Rodgers keeps throwing that thing all over the place, and now you got the run game going like they did with Aaron Jones 
this past week in week five. Yeah. We will continue to be Packer backers. And we said that. We didn't have any knock against the Cowboys. It was we felt the Packers are in the same league, quite frankly, as the Patriots right now. Yeah. That and maybe the Saints if Breeze gets back. Whereas if you give any of those teams three points, three and a half points, you gotta take it. And I don't care where they're playing. So the fact that the Packers were getting three and a half, we jumped on that. So that was a good one. And the last win that we had was Philadelphia, where we said we didn't care what the line was because we didn't know if the kissing boy, the, the what's that, the big kid that got the kissing disease, Mono. We didn't know if Stan Darnold was <laughs> the coming kissing back. boy. Yeah. <laughs> the hell is that? Have you ever heard of any quarterback going down with Mono before? No, he must not be. He's probably a, living the dream. But not even in college. <laughs> you know, they're idiots and they go, oh, no, yeah. I don't know. Just weird. Anyway, we didn't care. And more on that coming up because I think the Jets are bad with them too. Yeah, it wasn't even. I mean, that game was what thirty-one six, something like that. It yeah. wasn't even close. And the Eagles are one of those teams coming on. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Detroit beat them, and now but we're learning Detroit isn't no slouch. All right, Detroit's mm-hmm. a decent team too. Then the Eagles won a game they had to out of Green Bay, and yeah, our feeling was they're going to come back in Week Five just take care of business against the Jets. Donald did not play, so if you're part of Gang Green, at least he got that going for you. <laughs> as long as he doesn't get. Hoofing mouth or something. And I don't know how he would get that, and I don't care. But we're not going to go with Jets. We're just back to what we were saying. Philadelphia's a good team rolling. So those were our three winners. The Patriots, minus 14.5. The Packers, plus 3.5. And the E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, 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 at minus whatever it was. I think it going off at minus 14, to be exact. Yeah, they won 30-something to 6. Let it go. Next. We're on to this week, Jen, and I'm going to tell you my goosebumps have goosebumps. I'm so stoked for this week that is the National Football League on Sunday, week six. Who we got on the radar? Well, first we have uh, the Panthers taking on the Buccaneers. Guess where? Uh, they already played in Carolina. That was that Thursday. London. Oh, hell no. We're going back. No. Why would we do that? <laughs> we got our ass kicked in London last week, right? That crazy Carolina Tampa Bay. I mean, my God. I think you spelled Carolina with a capital E for enigmatic. <laughs> I don't know what to expect from them. Cam Newton goes out, they look better. What about that? That might be a young quarterback that might be on the hostry. Yeah. But you want enigmatic? How about crab legs? Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay. Where did they come from? I mean, it's a great point. They hung like, what, 50-something on the Texans last week, was it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, where did it come from? You're right. We thought they were going to be losers this year. I mean, but, I mean, they played pretty well. I, You know what? It's the sixth week of the season, and I have already flip-flopped on the two and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers four times. I can't decide whether they're terrible or really good. Yeah, but they were in the game with the Saints last week, too. They were. So, I mean, given all of that, I'm saying if you want to take this, gent, this is separate from our docket. This is one of those... London town, fish and chips, got to have action. Are they playing this one at stupid in the morning again, like breakfast time? Sometimes they do that, or is this one at 1 o'clock? Uh, I think it's probably going to be in the morning. Because the Raiders played, the Bears played at the hour 1 o'clock time, which is their nighttime. 9.30 a.m. 9.30. Okay, so if you <laughs> are like Jen, and you got to have action, and he's up drinking his toddies or whatever he's drinking at 9 a.m., needing to bet on Carolina and Tampa Bay. You know, if we're going to do something that crazy for just a guy to have action, we're not going to pick with those two teams. 
Let's just root for points. What's the over-under of that game? Uh, 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Rock, paper, scissors for the over-under. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. Shoot! We're over. <laughs> over 48 and a half on the qualified rock, paper, scissors duel of the devil and the gents. It's hard playing rock, paper, and scissors with a scotch in one hand and a cigar in the other. <laughs> it makes it difficult, doesn't it? I almost burned myself there. <laughs> and that would be ironic. Well played. Thank you. <laughs> I did not burn myself. Okay. Enough of the tomfoolery games. Enough of the nonsense over there in London. Good luck to you, fellas. Score a lot of points and let Jen have something to do on his Sunday morning. Now we go to our real slate. Who do we like this week? We got four games we're going to highlight. Well, first, um, the Seahawks, they're traveling to Cleveland. And Cleveland is actually two-point favorites in that game. All right, we're doing this podcast just a couple hours before Cleveland plays at San Francisco tonight. Right. So, all major injuries and everything else aside, yeah, jump on Seattle. Jump on it before the game tonight. Well, I guess the game will already be over. This comes out on Tuesday. That was stupid. <laughs> well, what else is due? This is what I'm working <laughs> on. Anyway, I'll pick up your slack. Just won't pick up your underwear. Don't ask me to do that. All right, <laughs> Seahawks, minus two. That's the early line. And like I said, barring anybody like that's not named Baker going down, it's not going to change much. Yeah. So I think the Seahawks next week, based on the overrating of Cleveland, Cleveland paying on a short week at Seattle. That's a that's a twelfth man situation. Yeah, and then so our next game we have uh, Saints. Saints are going to Jacksonville, I believe. Correct. Yes. And that's actually an even line. They got a pick 'em game. Yeah. Those are fun. It's easy. Yeah. Saints. Easy. Bar the door, Sally. Bridgewater's playing well. Defense. They're inspired. Breeze is over there in the sideline. They know he's coming back. That's the thing. They got a great game plan for Teddy Bridgewater. And that guy, I think he's earned himself some some dollars in the free agent market. Yeah, I was going to say, done. yeah, he could be. I mean, a lot of teams would like him right now. Steelers I mean, would you, love him. You, no, we're with Devlin, and the devil rides with Devlin because oh, it's only right, one letter bad. off <laughs> from Samford. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Well, no, the gent does. Back what we're saying. Saints against Jacksonville. Take the Saints. Jacksonville still struggling, still trying to find have major injuries on on not just obviously the quarterback going down. Nick Foles, I know you got your man in there. The guy you like so much that what's his name? Gardner Minshew. Yeah. The second, <laughs> even though he's not really the second. Makes no sense. But what does make sense is one of the best teams in all of football. Never mind, probably the front runner in the NFC with the Packers to get the Super Bowl. Take the Saints right now. Take the Saints in a pick'em game at Jacksonville. So we got the Seahawks. Minus two, we got the Saints. Next. Next, we're rolling with the Chiefs. Yeah, this, find that line. this is like the opposite one of, we say, betting lines are usually so much established. Everybody, gather on in. Bring it on in. Come on, a little closer. All right, this is the part of the podcast I'm losing you because this is important. Too many... Too many lines are set just on last week's results. The fact that the Colts went into Kansas City with a great game plan, great play from Brissett and Mack, and knocked off the Chiefs. All right, has everybody thinking, oh, okay, Chiefs aren't what people, oh, no, he's only going undefeated, you know, four days before, but now it's, oh, Chiefs. They're only giving five and a half to Houston. And I say only because I think if, if the Chiefs would have won that game, in week five last night or two days ago, then I think you're looking at like a seven, seven and a half point, eight point game. Yeah, that's it what I was dropped just based on those results. And the fact that Houston 
put up so many points last week. I think lowered it as well. So, yeah, I mean, we have to be all over that one, and we're going to play uh, the Chiefs to bounce back, minus five and a half at home. Nice. And last, our last game on the docket, we're actually going with a Monday night game. But we have to do it. We have to do it. Why? If you tell me this is like game being played in in <laughs> Yugoslavia, I'm not doing it. Why? Why do we have to? We're do doing it because we're Packer backers. Oh, we got uh, we got the pack showing up on Monday night, do we? Yeah, we do against the Lions. Oh, and the Lions are coming off of bye weeks. They've had two weeks to do nothing but prepare for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Where is this one being played? The thing is, it's being played in Wisconsin. Oh, well, the Lions could have had two years to prepare for this one. It ain't going to matter. No way. The role the Packers are on with the way that defense is playing coming in. Yeah, Detroit is a very much improved team. And, and I think that game does have potential to be close. But, I mean, the Packers laying four and a half. If they're laying less than touchdown, I think it's a decent decent play. So we got to stay with the Packers in Wisconsin on a Monday night getting all amped up. No disrespect to Matt Patricia, his beard, Or Matthew Stafford, okay? Beard probably is more sense than the other two. (laughs) But no, they're not going in there and beating the Packers. So we're going to go with that one. So if we recap, Jen, our four plays for Sunday, which is week six of the National Football League docket. Seahawks, minus two. Saints, even. Kansas City, minus five and a half. And Green Bay Packers on the frozen tundra on Monday night, minus four and a half. Hey, and mucho gracias out there. I made mention of this on, on Twitter that we are now getting plays in seven different countries, 32 different states, whatever it is. And this is our 16th episode. So I want to say it's been a sweet, sweet 16 for the gent working with me the last few months. We're able to do these almost weekly podcasts that we put out Every Tuesday now, you can count on that, like death, money, taxes, and I'm the best-looking guy in <laughs> podcast land. All right? Knocked out. Sweet 16. Jen, what I want to know is, how come we don't have, like, major bucks by now? You're supposed to be doing this because you wanted the money. Why aren't we on all of these different platforms making money? Why aren't we on Sirius Radio? What's going on with that? Well, Devil, I think we're doing pretty well. I mean... You got to think, like, we've only been doing this for three months. A lot of these pe- guys are doing it for five years, and we have comparable listener shit. I them. am not patient, <laughs> man. I, I'm not a patient demigod either. I don't want three, – three months is enough. People, you've got enough. Spread the word. The yeah. Devil and the Gent. Premier podcast. Everybody who listens to it yeah. is hooked. Well, I think, I think you know, in this podcast game that we're doing, it, there's no science to it. It kind of – it is what it is. You no, know? I, stop. It is – what it is. If that's not a millennial statement that doesn't just reach out and like smack my face like an old woman with one of those white dinner gloves, I don't know what is. It is what it is. Let's look at that for a minute, all you millennial people out there. Hey, this is the ADHD Millennial Minute brought to you by Ritalin and Adderall. Now that we've cleared our sponsors, Jen, it is what it is. You know what that means? That's your way of saying, it's okay. It's all right. I'm screwed. For the foreseeable future, I'm going to stay screwed. And I'm not going to get unscrewed. That's, it is what it is, means to me. 
bull on that. It is what it is. No, it's not going to be what it is now. Because I don't like what it is now. Therefore, it's not going to stay that way. Millennials, oh, it's just the way it is, man. It is what it is. Just, you know, that's our situation. And it, No, you can do something about your situation. But you got to get up off your ass, put on some shoes, and get there on the street usually to find out what to do about it. You millennials, don't walk around saying it is what it is anymore. You make it. It's going to be something different because I might actually do something about it. I love all you little snowy snowflakes out there, not just the jet, but all you millennials. If I can help you just one little bit each podcast, I'll feel I've made the world a better place for me. This has been The Devil and the Gent. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Deuces.